Chapter 11 of Lamentation of a Sinner by Catherine Parr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of the virtuous properties of God's children, of whom every one attendeth his vocation. But the children of light know the contrary, for they are led by the Spirit of God to the knowledge of the truth, and therefore they discern and judge all things right, and know from whence they come, even from the bishop of Rome and his members, the headspring of all pride, vainglory, ambition, hypocrisy, and feigned holiness. The children of God are not abashed, although the world hate them. They believe they are in the grace and favour of God, and that he, as a best father, doth govern them in all things, putting away from them all vain confidence and trust in their own doings. For they know they can do nothing but sin of themselves. They are not so foolish and childish as not to give God thanks for their election, which was before the beginning of the world. For they believe most surely they are of the chosen. For the Holy Ghost doth witness to their spirit that they are the children of God, and therefore they believe God better than man. They say with St. Paul, who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, anguish, persecution, hunger, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake are we killed all day long, and are accounted as sheep appointed to be slain. Nevertheless, in all these things we overcome through him that loveth us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, neither power, neither things present, neither things to come, neither quantity or quality, neither any creature shall be able to depart us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. They are not, by this godly faith, presumptuously inflamed, nor by the same, become they loose, idle, or slow in doing of godly works as carnal men dream of them so much the more fervent they are in doing most holy and pure works which God hath commanded them to walk in. They wander not in men's traditions and inventions, leaving the most holy and pure precepts of God undone, which they know they are bound to observe and keep. Also they work not like hirelings for need, wages, or reward, but as loving children, without respect of lucre, gain, or hire. They are in such liberty of spirit, and joy so much in God, that their inward consolation cannot be expressed with tongue. All fear of damnation is gone from them, for they have put their whole hope of salvation in his hands, who will and can perform it. Neither have they any post or pillar to lean to, but God and his smooth, unwrinkled church, for he is to them all in all things. And to him they lean as a most sure square pillar in prosperity and adversity, nothing doubting of his promises and covenants, for they believe most surely they shall be fulfilled. Also the children of God are not curious in searching the high mysteries of God, which are not meet for them to know. Neither do they go about with human and carnal reasons to interpret Scripture, persuading men by their subtle wits and carnal doctrine, that much knowledge of Scripture maketh men heretics, without they temper it with human doctrine, sophistry, philosophy, and logic, wherewith to be seduced according to the traditions of men, after the ordinances of the world, and not after Christ, as St. Paul doth most diligently admonish us, which arts are not convenient and meet to be made checkmate with Scripture. For the Scriptures are so pure and holy that no perfection can be added unto them. For even as fine gold doth excel all other metals, so doth the word of God all men's doctrines." I beseech the Lord to send the learned and unlearned such abundance of his Holy Spirit, that they may obey and observe the most sincere and holy word of God, and show the fruits thereof, which consist chiefly in charity and godly unity, 
that, as we have professed one God, one faith, and one baptism, so we may be all of one mind and one accord, putting away all biting and gnawing, for, in backbiting, slandering, and misreporting our Christian brethren, we show not ourselves the disciples of Christ, whom we profess. In him was most high charity, humility, and patience, suffering most patiently all ignominy, rebukes, and slanders, praying to his eternal Father for his enemies, with most perfect charity, and in all things he did remit his will to his fathers, as the scripture doth witness when he prayed in the mount. A godly example and lesson for us to follow at all times and seasons, as well in prosperity as in adversity, to have no will but God's will, committing and leaving to him all our cares and griefs, and to abandon all our policies and inventions, for they are most vain and foolish, and indeed very shadows and dreams. But we are yet so carnal and fleshly that we run headlong, like unbridled colts without snaffle or bridle. If we had the love of God printed in our hearts, it would keep us back from running astray, and until such time as it please God to send us this bit to hold us in, we shall never run the right way, although we speak and talk ever so much of God and his word. The true followers of Christ's doctrine have always a respect and an eye to their vocation. If they are called to the ministry of God's word, they preach and teach it sincerely to the edifying of others, and show themselves in their living followers of the same. If they are married men, having children and family, they nourish and bring them up, without all bitterness and fierceness, in the doctrine of the Lord, in all godliness and virtue, committing the instruction of others, which appertain not to their charge, to the reformation of God and his ministers, which chiefly are kings and princes, bearing the sword even for that purpose to punish evildoers. If they are children, they honour their father and mother, knowing it to be God's commandment, and that he hath thereto annexed a promise of long life. If they are servants, they obey and serve their masters with all fear and reverence, even for the Lord's sake, neither with murmuring nor grudging, but with a free heart and mind. If they are husbands, they love their wives as their own bodies, after the example as Christ loved the congregation and gave himself for it, to make it to him a spouse without a spot or wrinkle. If they are women married, they learn of St. Paul to be obedient to their husbands, and to keep silence in the congregation, and to learn of their husbands at home. Also they wear such apparel as becometh holiness, and comely usage with soberness, not being accusers or detractors, not given to much eating or delicate meats and drinking of wine, but they teach honest things to make the young women sober-minded, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, housewifely, good, and obedient unto their husbands, that the word of God be not evil spoken of. Verily, if all sorts of people would look to their own vocation and ordain the same, according to Christ's doctrine, we should not have so many eyes and ears to other men's faults as we have. For we are so busy and glad to find and espy out other men's doings, that we forget and can have no time to weigh and ponder our own, which, after the word of God, we ought first to reform, and then we shall the better help another to take the straw out of his eyes. But alas, we are so much given to love and to flatter ourselves, and so blinded with carnal affections, that we can see and perceive no fault in ourselves, and therefore it is a thing very requisite and necessary for us to pray all with one heart and mind to God, to give us a heavenly light and knowledge of our own miseries and calamities, that we may see them and acknowledge them truly before him. End of chapter 11